This is a podcast. Bidet, mate. Get it? Have you ever used a bidet? I was not going to. I was going to make you say the next thing. I wasn't going to uh, dignify that. I have used a bidet. Oh, good. I'm glad. That is what I want to talk about. I don't. I don't understand it. Here's my biggest thing. The bidet squirts water mm-hmm. at your nether regions mm-hmm. when you've finished the deuce dropping. Mm. Uh, now, when I get out of the shower, my nether regions are wet from being in the shower. And then I towel off. Where's the toweling off with the bidet? Uh, I believe you use toilet paper. Toilet paper, when you get wet, rips apart. But it's it's not like it's like throwing a bucket of water up your anus. It's like it's I wouldn't know what that's like. It's not. I mean that that's my concern. It's like I would think the people who use a bidet then have like wet pants and they walk around. There, there's there's wetness, but it's in, like you take a couple of you know maybe you take three or four squares and you fold them on top of each other to provide. The, Is it more like a gentle mist than a no, spray or something? No, I mean, it's, it's it's almost like a bubbling, kind of. Did you use it in Europe? No. I mean, his parents have one in their house. Yeah. So they just choose to bidet themselves? Well, I don't know that you necessarily use it every time. If you feel like there's a lot caught up in your, <laughs> in your butt hair. <laughs> you asked, dude. You asked. I'm just picturing a man's mom. <laughs> So, so classy, that woman, <laughs> with her caught up in her butt hair. Um, okay, so it's not, it's enough. Well, then, here's my thing. It's not like you have it smeared all on your thighs, right? It's, it's, lo- it's localized in an area. Right, but I feel, therefore... like, I feel like either you need enough water pressure to actually clean, which would make you too wet, or... Or the lesser amount is not enough to actually clean. I don't get the whole thing with the with the water. You ne- you just need to go experience it. You need, I, you, need mm, you know yeah in a controlled environment. Maybe like stay in a hotel room or something that has it, mm-hmm. and then it's not like you're like at some meeting somewhere. And you're like hey, this bidet, I'm going to use it, and then you're like going back into a meeting and doing a presentation, right. and you're like oh my god, I'm so uncomfortable. You know, my shoes are filled with bidet water. Amanda's parents are out of town. We can go to their house. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow morning. Okay. I don't have a need right now. Yeah. All right. Are you a fan of it? Did you use it because it's like, hey, I've never done that before? Or yeah. like, Yeah. Okay. It's not like every time I'm there, I'm like, hey, can I go upstairs and use your personal bidet? You know, it's like they have it on every room. They have it in their master mm-hmm. bedroom, bathroom, whatever. Um, bathroom. And that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> right next to the bed. Um, doubles as a drinking fountain. Oh, um, and so, like, there have been times when we've stayed at their house, like they're out of town or something. And there were times, like, when because um, they used to go to like Palm Springs a lot or, or travel in their old RV that they had. Um, and there were times when, like, our house uh, back when we lived in Elk Grove when our house was getting fixed, when we lived in that terrible two-story house, or I think when we lived at the old house on D Street when our air conditioning wasn't working and our landlords were dragging their feet about fixing it. Um, now we don't have landlords anymore. We don't really stay at their house. But, hmm. um, so, yeah, but it wasn't like every time I used it. 
if you were to stay in a hotel and you went in the bathroom and you realized there was one, would you be excited for it? And would you, like, definitely use it? Or would you just be like, oh, haha, that's neat. I'd maybe use it. If, if, it, if the need arose. I mean, if I'm standing at the urinal, or, you know, if I'm standing and just peeing into the toilet, I'm not going to then, like, turn around and be like, hey, I want a little... Right. Does the... Does it have also a flushing mechanism? Because the spot so. you're squirting at yourself I is then so. returning to the bowl. I believe there is, yeah. I would hope so. There was one... Or it just, like, drains down into it. When, when Rodney and I went to France for the summer, before senior year, our, our dorm rooms had a little bathroom, but it was just... It was like... No toilet, just a bidet. I know, I think it was. No way, it's not possible. It was like a sink and a bidet, I think. I peed into it all the time because <laughs> it was right there. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was. And I never used it as For intended. Yeah. yeah. Oh. To, I mean, to squirt at me. Oh, okay. Down yeah. there. Yeah. All right. I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised if you use it. It seems like something you'd be into. Yeah. I'm, I'm very intercontinental. You're weird like that. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm into it. It kind of came into me a little bit, but mm. it's not a great turn of phrase. It's delightful. Um, okay. So you don't walk away, like, dripping from the anus. Not if you're doing it right. I mean... Well, is there a control of, like, how much... There's a control... I mean, you can control it for, um, you know... They have, like, the fancy Japanese ones now that have... You know, you can control the height of it. You can control the... So it's it's not... Here's the coolest part. You can get it where the water's warm. Mm. Right? So that's soothing instead of, like, Oh, there's cold water up in that. You know? Um... So it's not like a like flushing a toilet where the same amount of water is coming out. You like do it. You like hold a button and then you let go and it stops or something. Like how if do you control I, it's, it? It's been a number of years since I've used it, but I feel like you can turn it on, and then like at that point, it's almost like a sprinkler where you can adjust the height or the you know flow. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, that's where I want. Now I'll get into Squat position over it. Yeah. Do you have to fully remove your pants? I don't think so. I just... I, I'm i not interested at all. Of course, I take one. every opportunity to fully remove my pants, so I probably did. But the, just the logistics are mind-boggling of it. <laughs> so I was just curious. I'm glad that you've actually used one so we can have this discussion. I think it's one of those mysteries in life that you're going to want to solve before you die. I don't know. You don't want to go to your grave being like, damn, I wish I understood bidets more. I might. All right. Got a couple of questions. Okay. Um, this is one of those... I hope I didn't step on any with my bidet. <laughs> this is one of those questions that was a little more topical uh, a few weeks ago, but for the listeners, they probably don't know anyway, so... This is a better late than never podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, a few weeks ago, Tommy Lasorda had a heart attack. Mm, yeah. And he recovered and he's fine and all that. Um, but it led, I think Gabe maybe emailed me, emailed a question that was, um, what would be a sad, who would I be sadder to see die? Tommy Lasorda or Vin Scope? Mm-hmm. What do you think my answer would be? I feel like your answer would be Vin Scully. For the listeners, just in case they don't know, let me give a little background as to who these two guys are. Oh, Okay. Tom Osorda is basically Mr. Dodger. He played for the Dodgers for a number of years. 
He managed the Dodgers. He's now... He managed them through some very good times. Yeah, World Series wins. Um, And he is still involved with the organization. He meets with players and and is basically the face of the franchise in terms of PR kind of stuff. Um, And he's like... He's the one who came up with the bleeding Dodger blue saying... Um, Vin Scully, on the other hand, has been with the team since the 50s as a an announcer. And he started with them in Brooklyn, and he's been with them over 60 years, which is just insane. He is the voice um, of the Dodgers. He is the voice of the Dodgers. You know, face of the Dodgers, voice of the Dodgers. And to this day, he doesn't do all of the games. Um, he doesn't travel all that far to the games anymore. But Amanda, when she was down there, she was watching a game or listening to a game and was listening to Vin Scully, and she was like, it really is, like, special to hear him call a game. So anyway, having said that... So that's why I would think that you would pick Vin Scully, because, like, it's... I would feel you would have more of a connection to the voice than Tommy Lasorda. Now, I don't know that I could pick Vin Scully out of a lineup. I could definitely pick Tommy Lasorda out of a lineup. Hmm. Like, he's more visible and recognizable, but... um, it could be because I am a fan of SlimFest commercials of the 1980s, mm-hmm. so helps. he's in my archives. Um, I would think that... Uh, what, was he also in the episode of Who's the Boss? Or I feel like he was. I feel like he was also. Yeah. I know Steve Sachs was. I feel like he was. Um, I would think Vince Scully would be a harder loss. Also because he is older and he's, as you just pointed out, like he's sort of given his entire adult life or career to service of, you know... The I feel like they both have. I feel like they've totally... When did Lasorda play? In the I 60s? want to say the 60s. I mean, but after they moved to LA and stuff, right? I'm not 100% I, sure. If I had to... If you asked me the question, who would you more and more, I would say Vince Scully. Who, who would, would be more surprising say? death? Because obviously Vin's a lot older, but Tommy's health is not nearly what Wait, Vin's is. Right. I, I don't. I wouldn't consider either surprising. Okay. You know, I mean, Lasorda was always a big guy, hence the Slim Fast commercials, and and uh, it seems like it's pretty s- slow slimming. Right, <laughs> right. He's still waiting for it to kick in. Um, I feel like he had something of a temper, right? I mean, not like Lou yeah. Pinella style, but right. like he wasn't like. I think any manager kind of has to. He, yeah, and, and so I mean that you know, the, so the the, the hot headedness and the the yeah, overweightness he's definitely hated stuff, more like, than certain other managers. Like I remember um, him being going to a Giants Dodger game at Candlestick, and him coming out and like waving to the crowd and then just yeah. booing him mercilessly. The Phil and, Jackson, you know, to the well, I think I I don't know that Phil Jackson would ever do something. He he liked. He liked the spotlight. He liked the attention. He liked kind of sticking it to him a little yeah. bit, which obviously made me love him more. So who would who would you mourn more? Well, it, it's a tough question. Um, I think I think um, right now I feel like Vin would be a tougher loss, but it's because I still listen to him call games. Right. So if you take it a couple years in the future and Vin has retired... Do you think he will retire? Before he dies? Yeah. I do. I do. How old is he? 80-something. Really? I, I mean, I would so. guess, like... I think he's he's not a 90. He's in his 80s, okay. I would say. Um, but he, you know, he's kind of been scaling it back year by year as to how much he does, how much he works. And, I mean, he's... 
Like, whereas Tommy is kind of a brash guy, Vin is just, like, the consummate gentleman. Like, nobody has any negative things to say about his character and any of that stuff. Um, but if he wasn't calling games, if he had retired, and I have a feeling that, I have a feeling that once he does retire, he's not really going to be in the public eye. He's right. going to be at home with his wife and, you know, just... Enjoying his. I mean, I don't think years. he's. I don't think he's right now in the public eye, other well, than calling Dodger games. I mean, like I said, I, I couldn't identify him by face or voice, but I could really? sort of. Yeah. Well, when do I listen to Dodger games? You know. I don't know. I feel like everyone should know who Vince Scully. I feel like you've probably heard people do Vince Scully impressions. Maybe. I mean, if you if if I was somewhere and they said who's Vince Scully, I would know. Right. But if they showed me five faces or played me five like audio clips and said who's Vince Scully, I'd be like, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I would get Lasorda definitely on the face and yeah. probably on the voice. Um. As long as he was like a delicious shake for breakfast. <laughs> wow, that's exactly what he sounds like. I know. Um, if Vin was retired, it would be Tommy, no question. Because Vin wouldn't really impact my life right. anymore. So I, that's what makes me say Tommy still. Hmm. Because um, because it's really only Vin for what I get in terms of listening to the games. In terms of, like, as a young person, when I began really liking the Dodgers... Vin Scully didn't matter to me as much as Tommy Lasorda did. Right. The very first Dodger jersey I ever bought was a Tommy Lasorda jersey. Really? Yeah. It wasn't a, any other player. Because who who symbol what jersey symbolizes the Dodgers over time more than him? You know, the there's players other players that have left. Yeah. I mean, you may have like Sandy Koufax or something, but his career is pretty short. Jackie Robinson would be another good example. I'm not familiar um, with him. <laughs> but but you know, Tommy, that's that's the jersey that I was like, that's the one I want to get because that's you know, right. So, well, it's true. I mean, Vin Scully is identified with the team, but has never been part of it. Whereas Tommy sort of has in multiple capacities. Well, and that's the thing. It's one of the things I love about him. But it is. But it does. He, he's not like he is not Mister Dodger when he calls the games. And we talked about this on the road trip a little bit, the homerism of right. a lot of the people. He calls it almost as a totally neutral observer. Right. And, um, you know, he, I, there have been times recently when I've heard, when I've been listening to him, and he sounds, he's starting to sound older and not like Harry Carey-ish, <laughs> but like approaching that. Except Harry Carey was, and that's one of the things people loved about him, very homerish, right? right. You know, comes where it comes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's still very mellow. He's still very, like, calm, grandfatherly kind of thing. Um, but I can tell the time is coming soon. And, and I hope for his sake that he does retire before really? he dies. I do. I mean, for his, for his sake. For my sake, obviously, I want him to do it as long as possible. I feel like if he were to retire, he would die near instantly. I mean, I feel like it's been so long that he's so connected with that 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 has become his sort of reason for living, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, uh, people that that are are connected to something like that, they often die shortly after it ends. Yeah, I I think his wife is still alive, and that's you know, he's a family man. He's got grandkids and probably great grandkids, and maybe even great great grandkids. Possibly. Yeah. Um, Amanda asked me the question: If Tommy and Vin both died, and their funeral was on funerals were on the same day, I was like, well, obviously they'd be together, but whatever. And I could only attend one of them. Who's what I attend? And I would attend Thomas. Yeah. So I think that's my answer. Um, 
uh, Vin Scully's birth certificate. Is it Vin? Vincent. Okay, sure. Vincent, yeah. Vincenzo? Hmm. Okay, here's another question that I did kind of prep you for a while ago, so I don't know if you still remember or not. But we're trying to finish this podcast a little bit quickly to get down for dinner that your wife is making for us. Correct. So let's try and run through it somewhat quickly. Okay. Best movie soundtrack of all time. Ah, you did prepare me for this. Um, and I don't remember. Well, we talked about, let's see, on the road trip we talked about Desperado. Yeah. Which is a great soundtrack. Yes. I don't know that I would say best of all time. Does have Salma Hayek singing in a kind of a in sexual yes. way. Um, so here's some notes I put down. Okay. Austin Powers. Great call. And because you remember us driving around <laughs> downtown Sacramento in the car no. Kia? I remember no, driving it was around in Lancaster in your okay. parents' suburban blasting. We also powers. drove around downtown listening. And it was this original, we, the same song. We just listened to it over and just over and over. The like, and I can't remember. It was either in the the Carmen Ghia or the cop car. Mm. Oldsmobile? Yeah. Buick? That was a Buick. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> it, it could, it could, I, was gonna, I was trying to do like the math on the time frames, but yeah, it could have been. I feel like it was the Carmen Ghia, though. It could have been. That would be more appropriate. You know, like more... I don't know if that had a tape deck. Deck. <laughs> True. Was it a tape or a CD? I have it on CD. But definitely... But we could have, you know, made a tape from it. Yeah. Made a mixtape wow. for each other. Wow. Uh, 97, it was a different world. the other songs on it are not bad. Okay. The, uh, I Touch Myself. Yes, you did. <laughs> but anyways, the other songs on the soundtrack. Well, what's the Divinal song on there? <laughs> um, there's that, there's, like, Female of the Species and mm-hmm. other things. I mean, there was, like, it was a soundtrack you could listen to. You didn't buy it for one song. There, I feel like there's a lot of Correct. movie soundtracks you would buy for the one song. Like, Robin, Robin Hood, Hood, Prince of Thieves. Exactly, yeah. Like, I don't know that that's a good score, but everyone loved Brian Adams. Tell you what is a good score. Braveheart. I'm not familiar. Really? Yeah. Uh, what I really liked about it, because that was like, for a long time, that was my favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. is that it would intersplice, like, lines from the film. Uh, see, that bugs me on a soundtrack. I liked it. I mean, now with iTunes, you just buy the songs instead yeah. of the whole thing, but when you get a disc and there's, like, Ocean's Eleven or something, I remember I bought the soundtrack, and, like... Every third track was some dialogue clip, and, it, and they weren't like memorable. Like maybe if it was Wayne's World or something, or Anchorman or something, it'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that's a funny quote," mm-hmm. you Anchorman know. And then this, but but it was just like there'd be some line in a song. Was that Anchorman one actually a soundtrack? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, and that was on my list too. Okay, but it wasn't clips from the movie. No, it was like he's in a bathtub with a steak. Yes, yeah. and he's like introducing the songs or right. something. And and I were those that. songs actually in the film? I think so. Some of them were. But that's another good soundtrack. Anchorman. Um, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Interesting. Did you ever see that movie? Yes. Do you remember the soundtrack? I remember the one, the, like, the Man, Man of Constant, Constant Sorrow. Sorrow. Yeah. So I don't remember the it, other. A lot of them are, like, folksy, which is right. kind of weird that I would like that. Yeah. But But I, I do remember buying that soundtrack and really liking it as well. Um, there are several 1980s movie soundtracks that mm. I that I, that I only have one my, on my list. Is it Top Gun? It's not. Oh. Well, Top Gun's on my list. Well, Top Gun has the Top Gun theme, and then it has Danger Zone. Yeah. But what else does it have? There's other songs, aren't right? Okay. Playing with the Boys? 
Probably from the uh, volleyball Not lately. Yeah, I think that is. I mean, I, I remember their uh, Take My Breath Away. Mm, I do, song, usually. But at the time. At Berlin? Uh, I'm okay with Take My Breath Away. Uh, another 80s one I put down was Footloose, which had a lot of good songs. Mm. As I remember. Amanda loves that. I'm not, I'm not as big. I never, I've never seen the movie. I just remember the soundtrack. I haven't either. Yes, you have. I haven't. Really? I haven't. No, uh, Pretty Woman, I remember having good songs. I remember that as well. Purple and Rain. See, I've never seen or heard that. Oh. I'm a big Prince fan. Okay. Well, that makes it difficult because it's all Prince. The final 80s when I put was Big Chill, but the Big Chill soundtrack was all like 60s Motown songs. Really? Yeah. Well, because it was a bunch of like friends from college that had got yeah, together okay. or whatever in the 80s. So those I were the songs. I never saw that either. I don't remember it being a great movie, but I remember the soundtrack being good. Um, here's what else I have. I have three more. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Girls. I really like that soundtrack. It's got some good stuff. And it, some of the songs are sung by Roland Gift, who is the lead singer of Fine Young Cannibals. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Um, that drives me crazy. Yeah, totally. Pulp Fiction. Mmm. That was a good soundtrack. And probably my winner, Singles. Really? Because it's all like... Pearl Jam and oh, Soundgarden. Yeah. It's all the 90s, like, grunge band. Like, I listened to that soundtrack. Oh, I mean, it has, like, three or four Pearl Jam songs on it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's that's probably my winner is singles, the singles soundtrack. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, that is good. Although Desperado is definitely Desperado there is, as well. Yeah, it's good. That's another one that has movie lines from it. Yes. Right? Yeah. It'll have, like, the thing where they're all setting it up, and he goes, let's play. Yeah. And then it's got the action. It's easier to destroy than to create. See that? I love that. Right. Mm-hmm. Ways on the phone. How fast can the two of you get to Santa Cecilia? Yeah. Yeah. Bring your... Now, here's those lows. Bring your tires. <laughs> <laughs> you should do it like a, like a radio DJ. You should do, you know? It'd be awesome if he was doing it the way Will Ferrell did it in Corinne. I am in the bathroom. We can make it dark. Yeah. I, I, I like the radio DJ like no. <laughs> 25 minutes before the top of the hour there's an accident on the 80 here's Herbert Alpert and Tijuana Chess <laughs> or something Herb Alpert is that yeah. what he said nice I should um, hear some like you know Latin themed band yeah I think it also has the Cheech like some mm-hmm. such, you know the bartender never the gets killed yeah, yeah exactly yeah anyway um, so I'm gonna go with singles okay closely followed by Desperado Mm. And you're going to go with? I'm going to go with Anchorman at the top. Because uh, I think that has the most songs I'd rather hear over and over. And I might follow it with Austin Powers. Austin Powers, that was not on my list. That was a really good one. It was it was definitive for you and I's senior year in Definitely. high school and first year of college. Definitely. Okay. Well, kind of a shorter podcast, especially compared to the previous one. But we're hungry, so we're going to go downstairs. Yeah. Eat some food. Yeah. And, uh... Let's out. Let's out. Okay. All right. That's a podcast. That's a podcast.